Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. We're going to be continuing in the series, Seeing Clearly Today. We're continuing in the series, Seeing Clearly, and we're going to go in a slightly different direction, but I believe that as we continue, you'll see and understand where we're going. We're still in the book of Luke still in the book of Luke, I want you to turn over to chapter 22, Luke chapter 22, and we're going to begin at verse 31, just two verses today, verse 31 is where we're starting, Luke 22 and verse 31, and here the word of God says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Strengthen thy brethren. We're going to speak from the subject, yep, it's needed. Yep, it's needed. Here in this passage we're, we're looking at in today's message is actually connected to last week's message titled One More Thing. One more thing. In that message, we saw the parable of the barren fig tree, where we saw that the owner wanted to cut the tree down because it was unproductive. He wanted to cut it down because it was unproductive. But the, dress, the dresser, who represents Jesus, wanted to wait and dig around the tree, expose the roots, and fertilize it, and give it another opportunity to be productive. Now, this parable was actually a lesson to teach those that were standing around speaking in judgment of the Galileans who had been murdered by Pilate, murdered by Pilate. Some of them thought because of their sin, because of the things that were in their lives, that God was judging them and allowed Pilate to kill them, to kill them as a way of judgment from God. But however, Jesus wanted them to know that they shouldn't judge them or judge anyone thinking that they were that they are uh, greater sinners than others, thinking that they're greater sinners than others. And that's why Jesus said, no, don't judge them. Don't judge them. We have to understand even now that we, we as Christians, when Christians go through hardships or challenges, it doesn't mean that they are greater sinners than anyone else. It doesn't mean that at all. When they go through challenges and when they go through problems, when they experience things, when we experience things, doesn't mean that we're a greater sinner than someone else. That's not what that means. We also must all, we, we must also be reminded that even as Christians, we are not somehow absolved from problems, challenges, or even heart aches. We're not because we're Christians. That's not the case. Scripture teaches that it rains on the just and the unjust. Let me say that again. It rains on the just and the unjust. I need you to help me preach this today. I want you to type in chat, we all have challenges. We all have 
challenges. Now, I don't know if, if you're able to think back and really remember. Some of you may have to go back a few months, a few years. So the last time you saw a challenge or thought you experienced a challenge, maybe if we're real with ourselves, we can think about last week, maybe yesterday, that there was a challenge that was faced and we had to overcome that challenge. It wasn't because that our sin was any greater than anyone else. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that does not mean because you're going through a challenge that your sin is greater and that God is rendering judgment on you. Jesus said, listen, this is the reason why he even gave that parable. He said, look, that's not the reason why. It's not the reason why. Listen, if you haven't experienced any real challenges to, to, to people that may be young in the faith or people that may ha have a lot of things going on for them in areas that they, they care the most about, you, you may not have experienced a, a lot of challenges or any real challenges. You shouldn't look at others who are going through problems and think that somehow, somehow, they have a greater level of sin in their lives. You don't want to think that just because you're not experiencing some things right now, you're not going through some hard things right now. You look across the street or you look next door. You say, wow, that sure is a shame. I wonder what in the world they're going through. Listen, let me share with you something that my mother shared with me a long time ago. Simply, she used to say this, just keep on living. Okay, just keep on living. If you keep on living, you're going to see that there's some things that you're going to experience along the way in this thing called life, okay? So just remember that. Keep on living. Keep on living. We should not judge others. We should not judge others. We want to keep on living. Keep on living. Jesus doesn't want us. He doesn't want you to judge. He doesn't want you to judge. But let me say this to you. Perhaps you can learn a lesson. Perhaps you can learn a lesson. Can I share with you that some of my greatest lessons were not seen or witnessed from a pulpit? That's true. Some of my greatest lessons weren't, weren't derived or received as I studied the word of God and revelation leaped off the pages into my mind, into my heart and my spirit. No, some of the greatest lessons that I received and I learned was watching the saints go through life, go through the challenges that they face and the hardship that they faced and the things that they went through. It taught me a great deal. I've seen people who lost loved ones and they weren't expecting to lose them and they did not know what to do, but yet they still came to church the next Sunday. They still got on their post and served, whether they were ushering or, or, or serving as a greeter. Whatever, they may have been a Sunday school teacher and they still studied their Sunday school lesson. They may have had to read the lesson through tears, but they kept studying it anyway. And they used those tears to actually bring comfort to them as they read the word and studied their lesson. Listen, I've seen people be able to go through some hard things and still trust God and depend on God. So when I went through my season, of losing my parents in four years apart. That's why I wasn't able or didn't unravel and fall apart because I've seen other people have strength and it enabled me to have strength to go through and to keep going. 
That's my greatest lessons I've ever learned has been watching and observing the saints of God walk through as God gave them strength. And I knew that God is no respect to a person. I said, Father, if you did it for them, you'll do it for me. You'll do it for me. And he was faithful to do it. He was faithful to do it. So therefore, we learn, we learn lessons as we watch others go through. It's not time to judge them. It's time to pray for them. It's time to, 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 to up, uphold them. It's time to encourage them and also to learn. Learn, watch how they walk because someday you may need it. Someday you may need it. This is why Jesus also, he gave them this very parable. Gave them this parable to show them that we all need mercy and grace. He wanted them to see. We all need mercy and grace. He wanted them to see that he was praying for them. Remember, when he went to the, 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 the dresser, went to the owner, he said, listen, if you could please, please, let's not cut it down right now. Let's wait another year. Wait another year. It's going to be qualified in this fourth year. Let's just wait another year. Let me dig from around the roots and, and put some fertilizer down. Let's see if it'll be productive then. Let's do that. He was asking for some mercy. He was asking for the, the, the owner to give a little grace. Listen, Jesus, in other words, was praying. He was praying on behalf of a fig tree. He's praying on behalf of us. Remember, he's seated at the right hand of the Father forever making intercession for you and for me. For you and for me. He was praying. He was praying, interceding on their behalf, helping them to get nourishment so that they would grow and be stronger and come to the wisdom to be able to know when to repent. But he was praying for them. He was praying for them. And this is what brings us to our text for today. Look back with me at verse 31, would you? Here it says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. That he may sift you as wheat. Jesus told Simon Peter, Satan was going to sift him, going to sift him as wheat. But watch this, not just him, but all the disciples. Oh, Satan wanted everybody. He wanted everything. And he said, listen, I'm coming for it all. And Jesus said, listen, Simon, Simon, he desires to sift you. He desires to sift you. In fact, it appears that Satan had asked for them much as he did for Job. Remember when he went to the father? He said, look, I'm going to and fro. And there's no one I can find because you have a hedge of protection. You're covering them. You're protecting them. And he said, listen, have you considered my servant Job? And he said, listen, there's nothing I can do because you're protecting him. But if you were to give me room, he will curse you to your face when I'm finished with them. This is what he said about Job. And many of us know, you know, the end of that story. But here, Job, he went through some things, but Satan wanted to go after these disciples, Simon, Peter and the rest just as he had gone after Job. But here he specifically said that he wanted to sift them as wheat. He wanted to sift them as wheat, sift them as wheat. In fact, here he was insinuating that there was so much chaff that if 
he were to sift them, he wouldn't find anything of value. He wouldn't even find any wheat at all, is what he was trying to say. He said, I want to sift them. Let, let me do it, Jesus, because I'll show you that there's nothing, that you wasted your time with these men. I can show you. And so he wanted to sift them, wanted to sift them. This is why we have to understand the process of sifting. We have to understand this process. Can I share it with you? Can I share a little bit about the sifting process with you? You see, th this is where we see the chaff or the, the seed coverings actually separated from the seeds or the grain. Separated. You see, the chaff is, is seen as actually worthless, not being worth anything, having no value. But the process of sifting allows the worthless to be separated from that which has value. I see you right now. Some of you just got your word. Some of you ju just got your word. You just had to under, you just, something just opened up for you. You just had a revelation. I'm going to help you some more because here, this, this process of sifting, we have to understand that it is to separate. It's to separate. And there's some things that you go through. Some of you have even, you may know about the winnower where you put the, 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 the um, wheat in the winnower and press it through and it separates and you see all of the wheat, the actual wheat, the grain shoot out the end and you don't see what happens to the chaff. But there's some things that take place. We're going to cover that in just a moment. But we have to understand that it's a matter of separating that which is not having value or that does not have value with that that does have value. And let me be able to help you right now understand this. It's important to understand your value is being increased through the sifting. Your value is being increased through the sifting. I know it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem like it is anything positive is happening, but your value is going up as you go through this process. I need somebody to type in chat. My value is going up. I need you to type in the chat. My value is going up. Listen, you're just like a hot stock. You're just like a hot commodity. You're going up and people don't even see it around you. You don't even understand it yourself. But as long as you stay faithful and keep doing what you're doing, understand you're going through the sifting process. Your value is going up. Somebody type it. My value is going up. My value is going up. I want you to look now at the next verse with me. Look at verse 32. This is Jesus speaking, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren, strengthen thy brethren. I want to let you know something. And this is what you need to remember. If you remember nothing else from this message, I need you to remember this, that Jesus has prayed for you. Jesus has prayed for for you right in the midst while you're going through your sifting process while you're being separated so stuff being taken off of you some stuff that didn't have value some stuff that you thought was hanging on is being separated and moved you need to understand that you have value that you have value you got to remember that you got to remember that and not only that it's because Jesus is praying for you thank you for listening to today's message we pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. 
you will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.